Welcome to the dark forest Jackie and her pals will never bore us Shameless confessions about our obsessions Will make us laugh and smile So let's explore the dark forest And dark down for a while Hi Rangers, it's me, Jackie Cation Welcome to the dark forest It's 2024. Let's do this. Here's the credits, of course. Mike Rickberg sang that song at the beginning, and he wrote that song, and he sang it with Sarah Cohen, his wife, and he will sing the Mexican hat dance at the end of the program. Also, Patrick Brady still putting this together. Video, audio, all of it. He's amazing. So, and Vilmos doing JackieCationStore.com. Squarespace is doing the regular Jackie Cation page. And I'm thinking of moving the Dork Forest and DorkForest.com away from WordPress because it's driving me nuts. But those are the credits. But if you go to JackieCation.com, you can get Dork Forest merch. You can get my stand-up merch. You can get my stand-up CDs and DVDs, which you'd have to have uh, devices for those. Uh, you can also see videos and find out any number of things. I have another podcast called The Jackie and Lori Show, but The Dork Forest is the flagship 18th year. We're doing it, you guys. You can go to my Bandcamp or my YouTube for extra content. Please donate is what I'm saying. It's 2024, and I think we've been in this long enough. Why don't you guys, everybody send me 100 bucks? That's what I'd like you to do. You can PayPal me. You There's links all over the pages. You can Venmo me at Jackie Cation. You can find me at a stand-up show and uh, hand me a sweaty wad of 20s. Do something. But I love doing the show. I would love uh, to make some money is what I'd like to do. In other news, I'm sure there's more things that I should talk about, but I can't think of them. But let's listen to who's going to dork out about something, because that's my favorite part. Thanks for listening, you guys. You're all great. Let's get into the show. Hello and welcome uh, to the Dork Forest. I'm in my garage. It's 2024 some point uh when this goes up it will be and my guest uh maria bamford welcome to the dork forest again is this my third time i think it's your fifth time remember this is the 18th season the 18th year of doing this we've been friends the whole time and i think i've had you on at least once every two or three years so you might have been on nine times I'm delighted to be so obsessive about so many things <laughs> um, and to continue to, to have a drive to speak publicly. Um, about anything, about, about the things <laughs> you love. It's a super cute hat. Uh, welcome back to the program. Maria Bamford, uh, people might know, uh, currently has a new album out, has a new book out. MariaBamford.com, whatever you need. It's all happening. It? Yeah, there's um, a local so act things. is available on all the platforms. And then there's also um, uh, Cheryl Jr. Cult, which is also available at your local library. Why don't you get it as an <laughs> ebook? Uh, you can get no. it as an ebook. You can get it as an audible book. You can get yes. it as where you read it with sound yeah. effects. Yeah. And, uh, and, People say, "Do you, Jackie? Do you know that your name is in it?" And I said, "Maria gave me a copy with my name highlighted and underlined uh, everywhere she said it." And um, I have to say, it made me laugh. My father asked if he was in it, and uh, we had to we'd let him down. We'd let him down. Didn't make it, Dad. Uh, yeah, and I do owe your father money uh, for all the times I've mentioned him. I sent no. him avocados for a year uh, until I- finally he said. She has to stop. Uh, <laughs> but he was the one who said his doctor said he needed to eat more avocados. Well, and that's why you said, okay. So whose fault is it now? Well, he called me up the other day. I'll just tell you this is uh, to tell me that uh, he was trying to get some, some, uh, some sympathy because uh, my brother uh, pays for his car and, and he's not going to let him have the car anymore. Hmm. And the car broke down. So he's like, you don't get the car back. Dad. And my dad's like, well, this is going to hurt you more than it's going to hurt me. And it turns out that's actually not true. But uh, the uh, but what what he was telling me, because he kept hitting things and then convincing the people that they had hit him and then emptying their wallets. So he didn't call the insurance company. And he was like, you know, people have like 100, 150 bucks on them. And I was like, it's affecting your revenue stream. I get that, Dad. And, and what a fun activity. 
to fill your senior uh, <laughs> life, senior your years. Years. Yes, convincing people that they no no they hit you, and <laughs> then um, and then so he was telling me of the sad things. He was like, it was Christmas Day. He's like, and my brother's wife had um a cold, so she couldn't do Christmas dinner. So he's like, I'm trapped here. I'm trapped in the apartment. And I'm like, so what? Uh, and then I, he would tell me one sad story after another, at which point I would say, and then what did you do? And then he would tell me how he solved it. Oh. Because that's, that's alienation for you. He told me, well, so now, so now no Christmas dinner. I've been invited to several places. Offered rides. And I said, so are you going to go? Because they'll, they'll drive you. He said, then I'm trapped there, which is a classic vacation move. You got to take your own car so you can leave at any time. I totally hear that. I do not. I That is the problem that, you know, when you have the uh, a shared lift. Have you ever taken a shared lift? Not in, uh, not in years. I did offer, I said, dad, here's what I will offer. Cause he has a flip phone, of course. Uh-huh. Uh, he's 86. And, um, I said, what if we set up where you call a particular taxi company mm. and then we cover it? Oh, that's nice. Like setting up an account. Yeah. Nice. And he was like, why? I would just like to drive. And I was like, yes. In other news. What if we set up an account at a taxi? And he said, like, there's a, there's his favorite, one of his favorite diners is like six blocks from his house. And I said, you probably can't walk to the diner in the winter. And he said, I can't walk to the diner at all, Jackie. I'm 86. It's a half a mile away. Does he have the income to cover? I mean, like, are, is he actually harming people with these accidents? Yeah, he's hitting their cars. He could, he could hit a person eventually. See, I kind of feel like I'm on Elliot's side with this. Well, he's psyched that you're on his side. Let me just say that um, he, even I from afar. <laughs> if he's going to hit someone, it's going to be slow. And they're going to have the experience of a lifetime <laughs> that's worth every penny that they give to Elliotcation out of their wallets. And the fact that they're sure. carrying around cash, that's on them. That is on them. That is, as my father would like to say. Let, but here's, let's talk about Maria Bamford Storkdom. It leads right into it because it's about cash, you guys. It's, um, you enjoy thinking about money. For a long time, you had money problems. Uh, yes. Oh, certainly. And you uh, had to figure out how to deal with those to, problems. I didn't know how to have a job. Uh, oh, right, which is where money is often... It's given to you uh, freely. <laughs> now, not often as much as you want it to be, but it's given to you and it dribbles in in little streams. And um, But that is, it is a source of income often, a job. Of, yeah. So I, I, I had to go to a 12-step program with Debtors Anonymous, which is my favorite of all times. Yes, I know it's a cult and it's off-putting because of the Christian language, but I don't care because it's free. That's right. And it's a, there's patriarchal chit chat too, that you have to get over all of it. What you got to do is you got to look for the similarities I'm told. Yeah. Which is a cult thing to tell people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, you're just not letting it in. Um, <laughs> right. So, which is why there's only like a million people in 12 step programs and yeah. there's 8 billion people on the planet who could probably use some sort of advice regarding money or whatever other 12-step program, food or alcohol or, bo- or drugs or whatever. But they're using something else like uh, some other uh, valid culture and community. <laughs> they, they might be, or they're not. Maybe they're just plugging along. Maybe they're in, uh, enjoying. And someone once came to me and told me how much uh, they were, they thought that they might drink too much and, but they're controlling and enjoying their drinking by doing these different things. And I said, I have to let you in on something. Just going to let you in on it. People who don't have a drinking problem, don't talk about it. Not ever. They just, they just, uh, even heavy drinkers are like, yeah, I had a, had a bunch of booze the other night. It was great. And then, and then they don't talk about it for months or years on end. They don't worry about it. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. Yes. I, I know I have a, I have a friend who grew up in Zimbabwe, oh. and they have ceremonies where in the medicine 
man uh, will come in and cure you of all sorts of situations, which I was like, well, that seems valid, too. I mean, that seems certainly worth the effort to get together in Los Angeles. You have to pay somebody at least 300 bucks an hour. (laughs) Yeah, you want to get yourself a shaman involved. uh, That's going to be the insurance isn't going to cover that. Even Anthem. (laughs) Even Anthem. (laughs) So, but, but, so it was like, were you, did you always have, were you always interested in money? And, and, uh, and charts and graphs and what stuff. What I love is numbers and the idea that one number is correct and not one number is terrible. And it fits. <laughs> so, so my mom, that started with weight. Oh my God, you get on a thing and it gives you a number and that number somehow means something. Right. Oh, how powerful and wonderful, like a fortune teller. And then now, um, we went to our financial advisor. Unbelievable. My dad passed away. Right. Uh, and he was a what? White man of privilege. So big Straight white guy. of right. uh, cash. Um, our financial advisor, she said, well, maybe now you can retire at 65. I was like, what are you talking? <laughs> who, who else are you talking to? Well, no one has four million dollars to retire like yeah who, who are right. you talking to like it was just absolutely unbelievable. go to the youtube you guys you're gonna want to watch uh marie really leaning into the camera on this one yeah because yeah. that's what they'll say is to say you do your uh retirement calculator right. you know, oh how much do you need age of 65 to live at the same level you've been living uh yeah it turns out it's supposed to be about four million dollars i was like per person oh, no, no, but me and Scott together, I guess, can hold it barely together. Uh, if we, oh my God. I was like, what? What do you think will be happening well, when you're the 65? Great, yeah. The great thing about Debtors Anonymous is it's filled with people having a delightful time living off the dregs of their social security, uh, you know, ba- basically going to the dollar store, going, what, ha- you know, seeing it as a treasure chest like it's you just described my father's retirement yeah it's he has no money yeah it's about abundance consciousness and experience you know like appreciating what you have um because yeah it never is enough um especially if you live in a a giant city in the in anywhere in the world major where debtors anonymous exists is where paris Los Angeles, New York, Johannesburg, London. London, <laughs> Beijing, I wonder. Here's the thing. Ross Cation and my sister Darla has quoted, my sister is a financial advisor and my brother Russ is an econ professor. And Darla will occasionally uh, quote Russ and she'll say, it's always irritating to quote Russ because of, uh, I don't want him to be right, but he's entirely right in the fact that However much money you have when you retire is enough money. Yes. Because that's all the money you've got and you'll figure out how to live with it. I'm retiring in the middle of this. Oh, I'm out of retirement. I'm back in. I'm out. I'm in. I'm out. Oh. My brother Phil retired like seven months ago and he just started working again. I have a theory about retirement is that everyone who's worked like 40 years, when they turn 65, they're like, I need to retire. I need. What they really need to do is to not go to work for like six or eight months and then go, I didn't mind that job or find a different job. They don't really need to retire. They just need to lie down and rest. Yeah. Take a beat. Go. I've I've always thought about horseback riding as a thing. I wonder if it's really fun. Right. And then for six months, my brother fished and he fished almost as much as he wanted before. And so when he retired, he fished all that he wanted. And now he's like, well, maybe I'll sell printing for some more years. Yeah, because you don't want to. I mean, when I think about retiring, I go, um, I want to own a a used bookstore, um, which is also somehow a comedy space, record store and counseling center. Coffee shop. 
coffee shop. At a coffee shop? I don't want to serve coffee, Jackie. I got a shaky hand. Got a shaky hand. Well, you could, you, oh, yeah, I want a bookstore that's also a coffee shop. Yeah. Actually, I just want a coffee shop where there's one shelf where I can just put like three books that I'd like to recommend. Well, that's your retirement dream. Okay. I, uh, I Different support retirement you dream. completely. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, so I, I just basically want a community space where it's free to hang out. Anybody can hang out. But what I know that means in reality yeah. is that is a lot of people with mental health issues. Oh, um, of all just playing through. Okay. Uh, coming, coming in, um, including myself. Right, right. So am I uh, really down for that? Um, not sure. Would you, would there be a, uh, could I suggest a, a small desk that had some sort of like an information desk where there would be an opportunity to hook somebody up with, with some sort of care or even as you like to say, a, a breakout zoom room. Like, breakout zoom. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, if it's going to yeah. be a community, I mean, essentially you're talking about a community center, a community center. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, is that. I just get so scared because it well, it's this thing that scares me about everything, which is actual intimacy with the reality of doing something. Oh, you right. find out what it is, and then you go, "Oh, well, that's scary." Um, like do, I, I do you yeah, think? So I'm do you think Jimmy I'm Carter, <laughs> when he started Habitat for Humanity, thought to himself? Well, am I going to have to be there all the time to help these people build these houses? Because I think he delegated. Delegating. And that's, but that also means the people you delegate to, then they call you up all the time and go, well, oh. what should I do now? <laughs> Fair enough. Um, anyway, yeah, I think what I'm going to do, this is what yeah. I'm doing right now, is, uh, well, number one, I'm taking two months off. Uh, right of the year so i take my two months off and uh and it's basically i retired and then um and then i come out of retirement yeah and, it's a uh, taste of retirement right there it's 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 the it's the resting months i like it it's i think it's sweet, smart sweet taste of retirement and um but i like i like the idea I, I love numbers in that it kind of like it just kind of also paints a, paints a picture and it's kind of like a scrapbook of like all the things that you did oh. in the year of like people that you hung out with and experiences that you had. And, um, you know, oh, when, when, when you do a chart or a list or something and you see yeah. all the numbers, you either have a balance sheet or you have the profit and loss statement, Jackie. And um, do you have those documents? Of course. Of course. That's a DA thing. I suppose, huh? Well, it's or is it just a good human? It's a business thing. It's QuickBooks. Um, but I should um, take a class. I don't know how to use QuickBooks. Oh my God, you'd love it. I I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to guarantee that. But (laughs) I, uh, yeah, I, I, I like. I don't. I don't totally know what's going on. Like I had to. I've had. I went to the Small Business Administration probably about a year and a half ago. And I said, is my business profitable to this man in his 40s who is volunteering there? And he was like, I think so. I showed him my documents and he was like, and I was like, okay. And then he didn't seem to know either. And then <laughs> I just thought, well, okay. Uh, I assume we're, we're paying the bills, so it, right. it's okay. Well, uh, and and that's um, that's that that's a question right is it afflu- like you could define affluence at this point in human history as living indoors having enough food having a, a way of transportation this type of thing that could be yeah considered yeah. affluent St- stability yeah totally and and but $4 million should be enough for retirement. I mean, but is it? Some uh, people um, have weird needs. I have a friend, or not weird. They just right, have specific like- desires. 
have a friend who is unhoused and um, they are experiencing life as they are experiencing it. And uh, we offered to uh, get them a place in um, your less popular place in Los Angeles, which is known as Glendale. Um, right. Like they, she, she didn't, they didn't want. They wanted to live in uh, West a, a certain LA. neighborhood, right? Like, yeah. West LA. And I said, yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, but right. I, I can't, so I don't know what to do about that. And, you know, if you're going to give something, you got to give it without any restrictions or any expectations or judgment. Right. Right. Where, so it's like, uh, we paid for a month, I think two months at a place. And then I said, oh man, I'm going to tell you about this, that she's, the person is going to hate me for telling her about this because it's, it's unpleasant, but the place we, we support, we give 11% of our income to the downtown women's center, right? which is imperfect. It yeah. is. I, uh, if somebody said to me, Marie, you've lost everything. And tonight you've got to take your, uh, black garbage bag full of underwear and go down to the downtown women's center and they're not going to have room for you. So right. you're going to be sleeping on this outside in downtown yeah. LA and then going inside during the day, I'd be like, uh, that sounds horrifying. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, everybody's right. Um, everybody's right. But you're to some extent when when you talk about money, you don't want to you don't necessarily you want to share it. Right. I mean, yes. One is one is share it, But then also like you go, OK, when it gets to. I want to give it in a way where it's like sharing it and it's not like, Oh my God. Yeah. Go buy drugs, do whatever you need to do. I, I don't care. You know, I, I love you. Go yeah. with God, etc. Right. Um, you can, if, it, it, uh, Strings attached. You can't. It, yeah. If I'm giving something with going, <laughs> but I want you to <laughs> make sure you have to buy this handbag. No. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then that's, that's awful. Too. And I have been somebody who's like when somebody's, well, my parents cut me off financially, thank God, at a very late date of 25. So good job. Uh-huh. Um, but like I've had people telling me, hey, Marie, you're an idiot. Uh, hey, you need help. What are you doing? And I know that I didn't make the choices. Uh, you know, I didn't make choices because someone told me i was doing it wrong oh right you know, so, right you couldn't do it till you till you what made you what do you think made you figure out that that it was well i don't know what like, did know you hit it, a wall or no well i don't even know if it was wrong how i was living you know what i'm saying i think part of it is we live in a capitalist society uh that is uh very not community oriented um it's very uh yeah, it's not um, like, like other countries run in a completely different way. Australia, if you're unemployed, right. you are fully supported by the government. You can live a good life. You can own property and be completely unemployed. Okay. Um, that is delightful. Um, so, yeah, when I moved to L.A., I, I don't know. But I don't know if it was I – yeah, I don't want to put a judgment on like I was – oh, I really came – had a come to Jesus moment or like, um, I should have known something. It was just, did they make you, but did you, nobody made you go to debtors anonymous or anything? No, right? Oh no, no, no. Yeah. It was like, it just seemed like I couldn't pay my rent. Uh, the landlord accepted sex for rent. That was one of the rumors. Right. It was cockroach <laughs> infested. I was like, yeah, that apartment was terrible. Yeah. Uh, that neighborhood, by the way, is actually quite desirable now. Did you know oh, that? Oh, really? Yes. No, no. Uh, I thought it was the one over on Magnolia near the Shim. No, that one was a beautiful one. How dare you say that was <laughs> That was my first recovery apartment, oh. Jackie. That was behind a, a gorgeous auto repair shop. And they had, <laughs> instead of cockroaches, they had giant palmetto bugs, 
which are solo and they're dignified. <laughs> I stand by I stand by what I said. <laughs> and so, but what I am sad to hear is that you lived in a place that was uh, uh, somehow less oh, yeah. uh, conciliatory. So I was that. at um, Wilshire and like Vermont. Okay, uh, was where I was living before in nineteen ninety six. Nineteen ninety five. Yeah, couldn't, that wasn't great. What couldn't afford so. And, you know, I couldn't get my meds. I couldn't get all the stuff. And I was just like, okay, well, it's either I had a, a sponsor in my OA. Oh, uh, <laughs> over, Overeaters Anonymous. Um, and because I was in that for about 10 years. And that had been, you know, somewhat helpful. It is also madness. Um, you know, people are just keeping it, trying to keep it together. But that has right. a bunch of lunatics in it as well, where it's like, Food, sugar is rat poison. I will <laughs> die before I eat sugar. Um, that's Cookie Cookie Bird. The next episode will be with Kira Sultanovich, who has not had sugar in 15 months. Which, uh, is, which I, I, mean, I told her that her dork forest has to be about sugar, what she eats instead of uh, sugar. Because I do, I want to hear like the good news, right? It's it's all great. Like I did it for a couple years and it's great as long as it doesn't become an obsession that isolates you from other people. Um, you know, and well, that makes sense. Yeah. So if, if like you start participating in society, cause you're like, what are the ingredients in that? Uh, can I talk to the chef? Right. Jacobin? And that's right. And that's what? true of anything. Right. I mean, so yeah. I suppose craziness. So yeah, when, so I, I got help from that and it was free. And so they, somebody told me about the DA and it was like a couple blocks, uh, met, uh, but there was a meeting that oh, was, it was nearby. It was, it was nearby. A... Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. Geographically attractive. And, um, so I went down there and I was very resentful because some people had cars and I thought, how dare you speak of your four wheel stallions? <laughs> And say, right. oh, I have nothing when clearly you're kings and queens. <laughs> right. I bet. I bet. It's just, it feels like it's, it's got to feel like, because, because you still go and you have a car. So oh, people God. look yeah, at you. Now yes. I am on the other side of the thing where it's like, I got a heap of material possessions and uh, I've got, you know, all the stuff. And then. And then you still get grumpy and I'm like, wow, uh oh, uh, I'm sorry to everybody who I thought was, was like, listen, bitch, uh, <laughs> stop complaining about your fucking condo because you don't right, know. Right. Like there's one car's in the garage and you have this other car. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I, now I, I think that is part of the human experiences is, is, is suffering and to have uh, compassion for for us all and some people in debtors honest come in because they're inheritance survivors or lottery winners oh. uh, they identify as uh lottery winner survivors i think that's another thing because they just got too much money and they and they and it sort of drove them nuts or they it, lost it all you can lose all your friendships and family and all that stuff. Oh, and it can break. Yes. I had a friend right, who got a money. TV show. I had a friend who got a TV show in her 20s and lost everything. Lost everything. She got married. Like, but it was just like this. It was a chaos creator because it's right. not it's not necessarily a solution to anything, especially if you already feel shit about yourself. Right, right. Um, it just creates a lot of fear and or oh, right that is fascinating though is the fact that because too much money can break your life just as much as no money i suppose well and have you ever been and i know you have have you had a beautiful hampton inn snugged <laughs> up and felt kind of irritated <laughs> despite the fact that you are coddled like a oh. little warm egg yes in a hampton inn and you have Swedish fish and a diet Pepsi at the ready, and yet you somehow feel like isn't there something else? I need a diet Coke. <laughs> Why is there just only a diet Pepsi? Pepsi. And uh, 
Right. And then I have to tell you, I took, so with the, in the in-laws, the mom, mom in-laws, we went to, to Yellowstone and I was in charge of hotels. And I, I as you know, I love a Hampton Inn. And so one night they were like, we, we went to several Hampton Inns uh, on, on the journey. And one night the Andy's moms were like, you know, those Hampton Inns are kind of expensive. There's a really cheap one right here. And I said, well, then let's try it. And they said, they also have a, a free breakfast. And I was like, okay, we'll do whatever you need to do. And it was terrible. Right. And the free breakfast was literally a box of Cheerios and uh, skim milk. And so we went to a diner and I, as, and their bed was not good and it wasn't super clean and the, and the, and the, you know, there is an accidental tourist inside me that needs a Hampton Inn. But if you go to a lot of Hampton Inns, you be, you can. And during that trip, they did. And I have been that person, too, where you become a snob about mm. the free breakfast, where you're like, OK, they don't have any hard boiled eggs. Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they? And uh, and so the discussion leads to, yes, and, and expectation is kind of everything once you get to a certain income where you want, where you want things to, to sort of be the same. And well, yeah. and so the way somebody treats you is a reflection of your own self-esteem. So it's like, Oh shit. I'm not, you know, I don't get a bottle of water when I check in. Does that mean I'm no I'm good worthless. anymore? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, yeah. Like I think that's when, people or I know I outside I get anxious as I like Delta I'm not I'm not I didn't travel enough to get whatever status oh, I, I'm not diamond and Hilton next year uh, I don't even think I'm gold yeah it's and then you go what what is it I want from that I, right. all I'm wanting is someone to be more pleasant to me right but I think I can fix that by being more pleasant to other people. I think if I really <laughs> right. double down on being pleasant to people when I get to hotels and be nice, that no one, everyone will be nice to everybody. Right. And, uh, oh, that's but, a great idea. But it's not, I, I, I think the prestige thing, it's a fake, it's a fake and very tentative kindness. Cause it's all, it's all expectation. It's all, yeah. like, Oh, um, you paid top dollar, so we're going to speak to you in hushed tones. Right. And use your surname. <laughs> I will say that uh, somebody was telling me that, oh, I know, that they they have two prayers, meditations that they do a day. Oh. One is something like, whatever's going to happen today, let me handle it. Let me just yeah. accept it and sort of uh let it be okay and then at the end of the night they go let me be treated tomorrow as i treated everyone today Aww. and i was like oh shit uh, do <laughs> oh, i no. want that <laughs> do i <laughs> do i want that type but it will make you act better is if every night you're like may i be treated tomorrow as i treated everyone today that's lovely it's a bit of a commitment well, I mean, we we both got time. We're both retired, you know. So yes. Like, I mean, There's... I just retired two seconds. Oh wait, I'm going back to work. <laughs> right. I've been, I've I've been uh, I've been retired for two weeks. I've got another week and a half of retirement, and then I'm coming out of retirement. You guys I'm going to Denver, <laughs> and uh, so, but so okay. So when you when you think about using money, do you think of it as a tool? Do you think of it as uh a toy? Do you think of it as, how do you? Well, it's definitely, it's a survival thing. You go, but it, it's all emotional. Like I think, uh, you know, obviously, I mean, I have, I, this is coming from a shit ton of white privilege. Okay. I was raised in a very upper middle class, uh, if not wealthy family. My dad was a doctor. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So, I don't know. There was plenty of money about. when you were a kid. Plenty of money. And also got a full ride scholarship, not scholarship, but <laughs> scholarship via my parents. Yes. <laughs> said, you have something, kid. And um, 
And it's us. And it's us. <laughs> um, and we just like you to leave the house. And yeah. So just that being said, so, but I know that, uh, yeah, money totally provides safety, comfort, uh, or in some ways, but then there's some things like your health, uh, relationships, love, uh, community has nothing to do with money. Like people, uh, yeah, like I, I, I yeah, he's, when you, but when you think about money, because you, you talk about it because it doesn't, to some extent, it's been so pervasive in your life as far as when it's there and when it's not there and how you have to think about it. It doesn't have, like, it's not that, it's it's always there and it's necessary, but it doesn't have a lot of power, I don't think. Do you well, think over you? I hope not, but I'm sure it does. I just, I think I like, I like to talk about it in the same way, like I, you know, like to talk about everything where it's like, because, because sometimes it isn't mentioned. Right. Right. Because, because it takes the power away from it. I think, I think that it, it helps. It really, because people are scared to talk about it. I think sometimes, and, and that gives it power. Yeah. Like. I, one thing I felt was really helpful to me to learn, which is, I don't know, you know, maybe this is something only I needed to learn because I, I, yeah, this was a private lesson for myself. I don't think anybody else needs to learn it, but, um, I, uh, that it's okay not to enjoy a job at all and to show up and do work and it doesn't have to define me as a person whatever it is I'm doing you know cleaning houses or whatever like I'm just getting money coming in and that's great and that's great that I can I can learn how to take care of myself whereas I I kind of get the sense sometimes people will be like oh uh yeah oh you shouldn't do that because uh like it's something's beneath you or something's beneath you or or you should you know, only work as a comedian. If you say you're a comedian, it's like, no, 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 no. At least for me, right? that my experience has been like, oh my God, it was so nice to, uh, and again, this is because I wasn't, you know, didn't grow up probably. I, I did restaurant jobs when I was in high school and stuff like that, but I, yeah, I wasn't forced to work as a child. Um, but it was, uh, so it was, it was just, it was more like, oh, wow, I, I am grateful there's these other ways to earn. Also, I learned in doing jobs that I did not like or think that I could do, uh, that all jobs are like that for me. I don't want to do anything. <laughs> I do, anything. I don't want to do my own TV show. I don't want to headline. I don't want to, I don't want to get out of bed. Like that right. discomfort is ongoing. And so okay. that I may not be right. So, but the thing is, is you keep the, this is what, uh, this is an opinion that I have that is not based on anything. It's from an outside view of your career. Let me, let's go with 1997. No, I always thought, I always thought that there was a great injustice that you didn't get a sitcom earlier. And (laughs) I I know it's going to sound ridiculous to you, but this is, and I always thought it was because you always talk about how you don't like, you don't like to work. You don't want to get out of bed. You don't want to do these things. And, and yet I have never met anyone with a greater, like fucking nose to the grind. Like you work harder than anyone I know. You practice in front of a mirror, you do one-on-ones, you do the work that you say that, but, but you, you only, I, I think you'd like to do it. I don't, I, I, but I'm, I definitely, I, I feel very jealous of you, Mr. Education, because you will say things like, ah, I gotta go to stand and try, 
I gotta do stand up comedy right now. And I I don't know, I love the feeling of having done something. Okay. But I don't I don't ever feel like, oh, I gotta get out there. You know what I mean? Right. So um and I do enjoy it. I do enjoy yeah. the process, but um, there's definitely sometimes where, and I'm definitely I'm more of a depressive personality. I mean, I would say you're more of an extroverted, uh, glass half full person, right? I mean, but I don't know. That, I don't. Where do then, you get your motivation? Let's get real close, and let me just uh, say because I remember you sitting there. And filling out postcards at that weird open mic in Santa Monica at that empty gallery. Yeah. Remember that empty gallery? Yeah. Yeah. So it's ego. I mean, ego of like, oh, "Oh, I exist. And I was, you know, telling people about it. And also, I love filling a form of going like, oh, this is the business thing to do. Okay. I got guerrilla marketing. And so I got that book from the library. And I was like, okay. So I started mailing list. I did that. Thing, oh my god, that's happening, and I think that fed me for a long time. Right. Of, and you of like, so I somehow I'm gonna be recognized for this now. Uh, because as I get older, realizing how it is very arbitrary, people who are extremely talented get no recognition, people who are just extremely confident get you know, so. Just that it's less attached to my ego. Okay. Like I feel, I feel more detached from it. I feel like I just know what makes me happy that yeah. if I'm participating in the world. Right. And um, what, what, here's now going back to a question about money. What did, what does you took in high school or junior high or something, a Tony Robbins course? No, right? Dale Carnegie. Dale, Dale Carnegie. Carnegie. What does Dale Carnegie think about money? Do you remember? Uh, he was a salesman, so that's what his main job was. So I think he was about selling yourself because it was mostly sales. So how to win friends, influence people. So oh, that's kind of that's a, his. That's right. Yeah. So it was all a job about how to like American pull yourself up by your bootstraps, and you learn everybody's names, and you say a sm- smile, and find something out about somebody. And the next time you can sell them some windows. Right. You can sell them whatever you want. If you can sell them yourself, kind of, I suppose. Right. Is that, that's, that's right. That does sound vaguely familiar. So. I mean, I think in some cases, they're just, at least, I don't know. Yeah. And I, I guess I, yeah, I have, I hope I have less ego attachment because it is, it is completely unfair. Like oh, the system or whatever. every six and, months or 10 months, I meet some new, I, I meet a handful of new comics that I've never heard of. And two or three of them are amazing. And you're like, who are you? Why have I, why aren't you famous? And they're like, well, why aren't you famous? And yeah. so <laughs> it's, but there is so much talent. There is so much, especially in, in Los Angeles where people come, you know, people come and then they end up you know, teaching Pilates and are very charming or good looking as they teach Pilates and, uh, or very talented in whatever I once saw. Did I ever tell you about the the time I once saw carolers and they were the most amazing acapella singers I had ever seen in real life. And they were in the foyer of a hotel. Uh, they were so good. And I was like, you guys are such good. I mean, why? I mean, and they were probably making a hundred dollars each, which there's always a way to make a hundred dollars. And did you get, take a video of them and submit it to America's Got Talent? I should have, but it was, uh, I believe, two thousand one, and I had a Nokia phone. So, uh, and I've had so many friends who've gone. You know, like I mean, we've both had friends who've gone through the process of going through you know, like success, what is quote unquote success or going towards it. And it being not only uncomfortable, but uh, very different from what you think it's going to be. And uh, if not uh, harmful, harrowing, harrowing. Yeah. I mean, when I think about some of the most successful comics I know 
and you see the success can sometimes go to their head uh, just because of accessibility and, 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 and the amount of money and power that they're given just by being as popular as they are. And if they come through to the other side, right? Yeah. It's always great. It's always great. Like I remember, and this is, this isn't the biggest example, but it's a perfectly good example. Kyle Kinane became very popular and, and, and has always been a great comic. He's and wonderful. Yeah. He's a wonderful comic. And, but when he was, uh, realized he accoladed in all these things and he ended up on the road for like 40 weeks in a row. And so when I saw him, he had just had sort of that, that sort of beaten down road and he had been partying too much and, and it was just, and then he kind of stepped back a little bit and sort of found himself again, you know, and sometimes money and power can, if, if you if you don't get it, if you don't, if you can't deal with it, sort of lottery, it would be like winning the lottery and, and it could break everything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would, I mean, I understand when people implode cause I, I, I just, I, it, I would, I could see how it would be, um, isolating or, or whatever, but, um, yeah, I, I'm, it's why all those rappers still hang out with everybody from the hood. Right, um, all the nice people. It's your friendship gang. Right, right. Can I tell you, speaking right. of numbers, that Andy yeah. is playing, uh, he, well, he's already played the free levels. He's toying with the idea of purchasing the advanced package. But there is a, a mobile game that he has been playing on his phone called The Devil's Calculator. And oh. it is a math game where... Okay. You have to um, come up with what the number and the function on a calculator and all of every single answer for every level is 666. So you <laughs> like you and the graphics are hilarious because it's just an old timey calculator and some oh. of the numbers are on fire. So you can't use those numbers. And oh, then okay. the function button is just addition, subtraction uh division multiplication and then um but every answer to every math problem is 666 so i i couldn't do it unless i put in 665 function and the and the answer was plus 1 uh so i mean i i don't <laughs> math is not my strong suit but i can make change very well well that's you're great at retail i'll tell you that much Retail. I was I was raised on retail. I was weaned on retail, so it's um, it's unfortunate. But uh, no, it's a it's a beautiful specific gift, and people. I I love purchasing stuff. So if I've got somebody who's like me at the register, whose hands are shaking and they can't find the <laughs> card reader, and you're like, you know what? Uh, never mind. You know, I can't. You know, I have embraced, right. I have embraced, I have to tell you, here's a good story. I I worked at a a, a t-shirt shop in the Wisconsin Dells uh, one summer and I, they were all seconds and irregulars, all the t-shirts and sweatshirts and everything. That's why everything was super cheap. And uh, the people who owned it, they did all their own screen printing and Sid was in his seventies. And, um, was a fair was a was a fair price for a mediocre item and the designs were often dumb and fun because it was a the Wisconsin Dells and um but people would come in and we were told that we had to greet them when they came in because mm-hmm. you wanted to start the sale how if and, and so I took to saying as people came in if you were to need help I would be there for which isn't, can I help you? What can I show you? Yes, nice. It isn't leaning in. It's a leaning back kind of sales yes, technique. Relax. Yes. And I believe it's sold more items than not. I think that's beautiful. Beautiful. Have you noticed that when you go in a shop nowadays, 
people have started saying welcome in. <laughs> no. I will Is now it, notice it. Are they saying just welcome? It's happening in the hipster areas. Welcome in. Welcome in. All please, right. Anybody who gets back to you about this, please let me know what's going on. I asked the registered person at a sticker shop. I said, <laughs> what's going on with this welcome in? <laughs> Love it. And You feel welcomed? And they said that it was something about... um. Yeah, like I think it's something about GLBTQ stuff, like, like inclusiveness. Yeah, inclusiveness, or, yes. Oh, so you're not saying a good morning or good afternoon or or hey, hey, how's it going, <laughs> lady? Look, you have you ever been look you'd? Uh, <laughs> look you. <laughs> who 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 invited you? Ah. <laughs> um. Okay, here's my next thing. Um, spending, how much are you supposed to spend? It, it, there's no judgment of it. in For debtors and arms, there's no, no opinion on outside issues. So it doesn't matter. Like, okay. that is not that money. How about is saving? Doesn't, it, doesn't, there's no 10% like, rule? Nope, nope, nothing like that. I was it's told a, to save 10% of every check. Oh, that's smart. That's lovely. And then at the end yeah. of the year, I remember one year I had four grand. It was great. Wow. Um, yeah, it's do whatever you want. Um, I, huh. You know, I think some things, with it, but I mean, there's some things that people will say, you know, if you get a windfall, do a third, a third, a third, a third for the past, a third for the present, a third for the future. Ooh. Um, and um, one thing that's very common in DA, which isn't, isn't at all said as a thing to do, but it, you know, has sometimes as a suggestion, but you don't have to follow, is uh, doing a moratorium on all debts for 90 days. Um, um, so you wait. don't. Uh, wait, so you don't what? Don't pay on creditors for 90 days. That includes personal and, um, and also all creditors. And just send them letters for about 90 days and, you know, saying, you know, acknowledging the debt. This is how much I think it is. Um, I'm in a program of recovery. Um, I'll oh, so for the that. first three months, you're just supposed yeah. to sort of regroup and kind of examine. Yeah. Give yourself a, a break mm -hmm. and also um, get clarity of how much you do owe. Okay. Um, and also stop using credit cards. Um, stop, uh, stop kind making, of spending, uh, yeah, in well, advance no, or stop using unsecured debt, unsecured. Um, it's not about not spending or it's about like, usually mostly it's about increasing your earning. Like my first, oh. my first, uh, pressure relief group, they're like, uh, I think I was making less than $9,000 a year. And they're like, yeah, you need to get a job. And they're like, okay. write down a hundred different things that you know how to do that you could maybe get paid for. And I was like, right about hiring different things. And, you know, and so I shared that with them and they said, uh, you can type, you know, sign up for five temp agencies. So I did that and I. And got work, up, right? Yeah. Got work right away. And, um, yeah. So, and everybody has a different experience. You know, some, I was with this one lady who like, yeah, I, I suggested so the temp thing she's like no i don't want to do that and that's shit, shitty money and i was like all right and she went out and got like a sales job turns out she's really good at sales uh so she does that while doing um other artistic things because the main thing is just to get so you stop debting like you stop and that includes like and they start call it earning kind of yeah it's you stop self-debting as well and that means like so that you don't um and this is my this is my saying it, so I'm just okay. being a visual hobo. But um, <laughs> right, uh, no, nobody's telling anyone to do anything. This is all opinion. This is all just so, yeah uh, something Maria likes it. to think about a lot. Welcome to the Dork Forest with Maria Bamford. By the way, Maria Bamford has a new book called uh, "Sure I'll Join Your Cult." Has a new uh, album, uh, crowd work, and then the new special is called what? Crowd work as well? No, no. A uh, local act. Local act. 
and it ends with an open mic where uh, several people get to do a one-minute comedy special. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Uh, and you should all know that I have a, a nine-minute comedy special out where I stare into the ass camera of a Mazda 6 in reverse. And I tell, and it's called Looking Back. You can go to my website, JackieCasia.com, and, uh, and watch that because it's free. But uh, so... Yeah. So Maria, you just like to think about different things to that people. What is it? Is it that uh, the, what they can do with money, what they do do well, with money or. I think it's the pressured speech of thinking that, you know, what we want to tell people what to do with them, their lives. Okay. It's, it's not, I, I don't, I, I just think, Oh, this, this worked for me. So now I want to tell everybody else about it. But it's not, it's only based in one person experience. Great. There's been a um, poll of one, you guys. I should probably keep it down. (laughs) (laughs) So grain of salt, everyone. Because, well, because they also do they, I mean, a different group would be like Gamblers Anonymous. Mm -hmm. You know, because I talk about like. I've never been. I've I've never been either. My my dad likes to gamble. Um, He's not good at it. He's not bad at it. I do admit. But, uh, but the thing is, is, is whenever I like, cause I some when I see him, I always try to give him a taste of the merch that has his face on it. Seems fair. Yes. And, uh, and I know as soon as I give it to him, what I'm really doing is helping the native American community of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, there's a casino called Potawatomi and, uh, he likes it. So, um, and, and I, and I don't ever say anything like once I give him the money, like you said, it's no longer my money. It's his money. He gets to do whatever he wants with it. He can buy himself a McDonald's gift card and talk people into 59 cent coffees for the rest of his life. Um, but I know that if you gamble too much, that can put you in debt. Mm-hmm. And when I was a kid, he got in debt because of gambling. And then they, the people he was in debt to put him to work, to work it off. And that was, well, he had to move money between different dirt bags. Yeah, he was a bag man. A bag man for just, and not, I mean, Milwaukee mob. So this is not the big deal, but it was, I'm sure that they were um, not good people. Uh, But on a smaller level than Chicago or New York. And, uh... (laughs) So, but is there, do you, have you gambled? Do you like to get, what do you, what do you like to do yeah, with money? No, that's not my thing. Um, I like to buy clogs. I like to, my, our main expenses are books. Mm-hmm. Scott likes to buy music, food. Right. Um, where we'll invite people over and. Oh, entertaining. Food. Entertaining food. Yeah. And then travel upgrades so that i can get more leg room oh yeah uh, those are the main expenses and uh yeah. so clothing food and clothing sound good but when you get when you dig down a little bit very specific clogs and very specific you're talking about a candied nut maybe yeah or something yeah. Uh, and there's no in debtors anonymous just like there's no right or wrong in how you want to spend your money or earn your money like no, there are people no. in the sex industry. There isn't, there's no judgment. Well, this it's, sounds like an amazing group though. Cause I always thought that great. they'd be like, you should save your money. You shouldn't oh, no. spend your money. You should treat yourself occasionally, but you no. should mostly just be good. Not at all. Not at all. Not well, that's at amazing. All. That's no. amazing. Yeah. My first uh, pressure relief meeting when I asked it and I was like, oh, I don't have any money for rent. And I'm freaked out. And they're like, you know what? Treat yourself. Go to Disneyland. And I was <laughs> really, yeah. I mean, it's just is, and I hate Disneyland. So I was like, right, so you, you didn't go to Disneyland. You don't know me at all. But, um, but yeah, it's all about like, yeah, you're you're never gonna pay that fucking money back if you're unhappy. All right, and miserable. So I paid the money back to, that I owed. Uh. It took me nine years, but I paid it back. Right. And uh, and I had a great time while doing it. 
<laughs> I have to say that I had a great deal of debt. And then I did nine weeks in Australia and I came back with a chunk of change and I had had seven years when I hadn't paid anything. I had oh. credit card that had just sort of lapsed and it had been seven to 10 years and I hadn't had a credit card in that time. Oh. And so when I came back, I had kind of a chunk of change. And so I called those uh, debt collectors and they were willing to take pennies on the dollar. Yes, yes. So it all worked good. out in the end. And so this is a great, this is a great, I think it's a great uh, thing to leave it on is the fact that you're going to be miserable. You're not going to pay any bills. And you're that just. That is the truth. Yeah. And, and, and you'll be miserable take, while you do it. And if you don't take care of your health, you know, whatever, family, shelter, food. Psychic. You're not you're not going to be able to keep a job to be able to, I mean, all the stuff that in the spending plan for debtors anonymous, where they'll sometimes they'll, you can develop a spending plan if you want. Um, the, the last category that you're supposed to pay attention to is debt repayment. So just uh, put that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> yeah. Chase. Why don't you, why don't you eat a dick Jace? Anyway? Yeah. Well, that's, so what, and that's what's they the have readings. They have a readings about that, about how, you know, the money, property, and prestige of credit card advertising and its effects on us. Like just to to notice that because it's uh, it's some bullshit. Yeah, it's uh, they're they're definitely playing on a certain nerve, mm -hmm. and it works. It really does. It, really it does. I looked today at a Hilton ad. Uh, where I could buy points. And I was like, but then what would happen? Then I would have spent money to maybe stay at their, why don't I just stay at their hotel when I need to stay at their hotel? Yeah. And what are you going to get? A bottle of water and a pack of Swedish fish. Maybe. <laughs> and I don't want Swedish fish. I liked them when I was 11. I don't mind an occasional Swedish fish. I certainly don't need 30 in a bag. Maria Bamford, uh, Thank you. Th this has been amazing. Uh, and I was so psyched that you were willing to come out of retirement to do it. Uh, everyone, MariaBamford.com, you're familiar with it. I'll be opening for her a couple of times in the upcoming uh, months ahead. So go to either one of our websites and figure it out and get her book. Watch, her watch, watch the special. Uh, listen to the album. It's all great. Thanks for doing the show, Maria. Sure, no problem. I'm, re I'm, I'm retiring now. And Rangers, you know the rules out there. Take care of each other. Hi, Adal. How was the show? Well, it was, of course, welcome to 2023. It's amazing. It's yeah. uh, This one was, I decided to, because all year, I don't think I've had Maria Bamford on for probably five years. And so we had Maria really? back. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So would, it was Maria. I would not have guessed that. I know, me neither. And by the way, I have not double checked that. So we don't know if that's fair. So. Fair. Andy Ashcraft. Uh, your, your listeners will double check for you. <laughs> Maybe they will. Jaggy at JaggyGation.com. Knock <laughs> yourselves out. Um, it was, of course, money. Because she just wrote that book, Sure, I'll Join Your Cult. And right. she is working on a new bit about working for the fabulously wealthy and how they don't know about money. And she doesn't. She's also fabulously wealthy, but she's always cared about money. So. Right. Right, right. And she has not always been fabulously wealthy. No, but she's always been just fine. And um, mm -hmm. she, we t she talked about that, about privilege and, and, and that kind of thing. And But it's so funny because one of the things she didn't mention that she mentioned in some other interview was about how her mother has always said, you pay your friends better than you yeah. pay strangers. So when someone says, hey, I'm doing a project, will you come and work on it with me? For no money because we're friends. Right. That drives her bananas. Right, right. She would like to pay you for that. Right. And she'd like to somehow pay you better than she would have paid a stranger. Right, right. And she, which also means that she would like to get paid when she does a favor for you as a friend. Right. And that therein lies the bit. Right. Therein lies the bit she's working on where she's like, I know that you are famous. You are the Grinch. Not the Grinch. Grimace. <laughs> the uh, the analogy she uses in her act is that it's McDonald lands uh the gri grimace oh grimace right 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 yeah, right he's the bridge between uh 
the Mayor McCheese and <laughs> uh, that house where kids are passing away. Um, oh, the Make a Wish. The McDonald Land House. Yeah, you remember the. <laughs> yeah. <Right. laughs> so. <laughs> that got dark quick. It got real dark. It got real dark. I told her about the Devil's Calculator, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. telling everyone about the Devil's because I couldn't do the Devil's Calculator on a dare. But I'm so, <laughs> but I love the idea of it. <laughs> right. And then what did she think about the Devil's Calculator? She thought it was fascinating. Uh, she doesn't like math so much as she likes charts and graphs. I mean, she oh, likes right, grid. Right. She likes she, a, she likes visualiz- She likes visualization tools. Right, and she uh, QuickBooks. She okay. she puts everything into QuickBooks, and okay. so so she can visualize it probably because it'll probably. it'll it'll output all kinds of graphs and stuff for you. Right, right, and right. Um, so, but it was of course super fun. Well, you can do that actually in the uh, Devil's Calculator. What? Yeah, yeah, you can, you can, one of the ways you can track your previous guesses is in graph form. <laughs> the devil's calculator. Every answer is 666, <laughs> and then you have to figure out the function or something, right? <laughs> right, right. It? Everything's, everything, everything equals 666. Right. I did ask, uh, I was telling another comic about it in the green room, and she said, my Christian self can't do that. What? And I said, It's not I know. a real devil, for God's <laughs> sakes. I said, uh, my Christian self can do that. My math self cannot. <laughs> and that's where we left it. <laughs> and, and any par- parting words about how great this episode is and how people should listen? Uh, to it? No, no. I was just trying to come up with a, I was trying to quickly come up with a pun about um, the angels want to steal my red twos. <laughs> well, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. <laughs> Rangers, you know the rules out there. Take care of each other. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. My hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh, my God. We, why don't we just call that as the end of the show?